All right. Back at it. After a week hiatus. It was a happy President's Day for us. I hope it was a happy President's Day for you. Happy Monday. Yeah. That's what we do this thing. <laughs> it's Mondays at two o'clock. Here welcome, we go. Welcome to uh welcome to it. <laughs> I feel like it's a the first show. One? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're a hundred. 131 30 episodes into this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, you feel yeah, like it's, it's a new show? I, I feel like I've hit a giddy moment and it's, I'm just got to roll coffee? with it. What's in that Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Whiff Roasters, who was, uh, you know, the last slide on the on the intro. Yeah. Uh, just a note on Whiff Roasters, just kind of plugging them. Fantastic coffee, of mm-hmm. course, right? Uh, but we they had... It, we give it to every customer. It was, yes, we do. They had to close their retail spot in the Lidditz, uh old Wilbur Chocolate Building and yep. they're re uh renovating uh their uh, re renovating their first their time doing grocery. the show first yeah, time using exactly. words apparently uh, <laughs> but they're making a uh a retail space uh, a bigger retail space and a kind of like coffee shop sort of atmosphere i think in their uh wait, facility which is right behind wait, julius coffee, pretzels the coffee guys are doing a coffee shop type i here. think so well boy you are at, on point at yeah. their roastery they just have uh like a little retail space where you can buy the coffee but not like they don't brew it there now they're going to have uh, a brewing destination so they're not only good at at selling you the coffee <laughs> yes they're they good will, at giving you the they coffee will experience make the coffee as well and provide it to you yeah yeah yep who thinks Ben's off to a rocky start on this week's episode? <laughs> first time, feels like it's the first time doing the show after 130 times. Yeah, I don't know. Re, has a problem with words, re, 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 you know, renovating. Yeah. And then, Sometimes you know, happens. coffee shops doing coffee shop things. Imagine that. <laughs> anyway, Lancaster Connects, this is a show not about two guys in a mattress store making fun of each other uh, often or, or having fun. It often starts off that way. <laughs> But the whole intent of this show is to bring you really great stories, really great people, people doing great things here in Lancaster. It's really a community podcast show, uh, shining light on people doing good things, uh, helping out their community, providing fun things to do in the community, which is what our guest is about today. And so, um, yeah, this weekend, we both, Ben and I, we had sports things for our kids. Mm-hmm. Our guest had sports things for our kid. And I thought, what a great time to remind you about sleep for your kids and for your teenagers. Mm. Right, like they're pretty sleep deprived as of late. They as a whole, are. as a group, they're you know like you get up into the the high school ages. There's you know, sports activities, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of homework, tests, like multiple tests weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think Amelia told us this morning she she finally fell asleep at like one thirty last night, and of course had to get up at six thirty. That's not a lot of sleep. That's not enough sleep, right? Yep. No, not for a teenager. I mean, the average teenager should be getting about 10 hours of sleep. She did not get 10 hours. So think about that. And, you know, sleep, that's one of those things that compounds. And maybe that'll be a good way to bring our guest on here in a minute um, because he has pilot training. Mm -hmm. He has uh, sleep that compounds and uh, sleep deprivation is a tremendous uh, concern for people who fly things, not just for teenagers who play sports, but... uh, Mm -hmm. It, sleep deprivation is something that exists everywhere uh, for everybody. It affects everybody the same. And, you know, it, it sleep debt compounds. Um, it, it goes out. It's not something you can just necessarily fix the very next night. Um, it can take a week or so to, you know, fix what 
you miss by going to bed at one thirty the night before. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He was in bed before that. I think didn't just didn't fall asleep yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, our youngest son Aiden is is you know he's on this football path, so he's up. You know, where he's in the gym at school at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know workouts first thing in the morning and then workout in the afternoon and his own workouts at home and on his own. And then yesterday we had four hours of private football coaching and, you know, eating 5,000 calories a week to keep up with all of this stuff and grow. But when you're 16, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if you have the physical routine to do it, right? Yeah. Dad (laughs) sometimes does it and you can see the throughput of that. Um, But, uh, but yeah, um, his sleep, he really stays on top of it. I mean, he's good. He's getting up to bed about eight thirty each night. Um, you know, it doesn't fall asleep right away, but yeah, you know, by the time I go up, he's long. He's he's long been asleep. That's and, great. And uh, so yeah, well, I mean, he has to. He's just you know, he's a big old hoss of a young man to carry around. So he needs that sleep, just like his dad. <laughs> so, so anyhow, um, yeah. So hopefully your weekend was good. Hopefully you you did great things with your kids, with your family, and here in your community. And and I guess it's a good time to bring Brett on because bring him on. Brett, what Brett does, <laughs> Brett Engroff from Susquehanna Valley Balloon Company does, is he can make your weekend a lot of fun here coming up soon in the spring. When does your season start off, Brett? Uh, so typically, uh, well, first off, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks well, for being on. It's nice to. Uh, be able to have the opportunity to kind of spread what we're doing. Uh, it's not something that's uh, all that well known about, I think, sometimes. But uh, yeah, we so we typically try to start flying in April. Uh, mm. Really, our sport, our activity is tremendously weather dependent. Uh, oh, yeah. I always tell people if the leaves are moving, we can fly. Uh, if the branches are moving, we can't. So uh, it doesn't take very much wind to cancel a flight, let alone rain, clouds, and. Uh, all the other things associated with that. So we're typically like April, November is our flying season. And you haven't figured out how to control the weather yet. That's I have not, or I would not be uh, probably doing this for a living. <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing if I could, if I could control the weather, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. So circle back what I touched on a minute ago, you know, your other training in life and your other hat you wear in life is you are a pilot uh, mm-hmm. flying commercial aircraft and, you know, what's been your experience with sleep deprivation over the years and, and the importance of sleep? I mean, it's tremendous. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to work for a company that doesn't uh, require a very demanding flying schedule. Uh, so we're not experiencing things like airline pilots are uh, the charter world with the fractionals and people that are flying every day, long legs. But uh, it's probably the most important thing for a pilot because it's, it's what starts you off. And, you know, yeah. a lot of incidents and accidents that occur in aviation generally can trend from two, three, or four small things that happen. And uh, sleep deprivation being the first thing just kind of kicks your morning off on the wrong foot. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's very important for us. Make sure we yeah. get up and are acute and, uh, you know, understand what's going on and not be, have that, have that kind of hazy head, you know, that people will have sometimes in the morning. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's numbers about... Uh, I think being deprived six hours of sleep, is it? Is the equivalent of being legally intoxicated? Mm. Or maybe oh. it's three hours of sleep. Mm. But uh there there's a number there and, and it exists. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 just really important. And that's kind of what we do around here. There's a 
couple here in the store right now looking to improve their sleep with us. And so uh, I think it's appropriate um, given your profession. You have to be sharp. You have to be on point. Mm-hmm. So thanks for chiming in there. So, I mean, how does somebody get into... What, what do you call yourself? Are you a balloonist? Like a machinist? Yeah, but, yeah that's exactly that, it. Uh, yeah, balloonist. Okay. Yeah, that's the exact term. You nailed it, man. Good job. I had my sleep last night. <laughs> there you go. I've been hot so air balloon does, guy, balloon guy, all different kinds of things, but but balloonist is the term, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so how does one uh, get into all things being a balloonist? Uh, for me, and I think for most people, you generally start uh, on the ground crew, which are the people that chase us, uh, help set up the balloon, get everything ready. And typically, that's where it starts. Uh, even if you want to, you know you want to be a pilot right off the bat, uh, it's important to learn all those aspects of what we do. So myself, uh, I took my first ride when I was probably nine, uh, started well, crewing right away uh, down at the Strasburg Balloon Festival, which isn't, it's kind of been debunked for many, many years. But uh, that's how I got started working ground crew with my dad. We would go out and help the gentleman that owned the business at the time. Eventually, high school, they said, you know, look, you've been doing this for a long time. You want to start flying? And absolutely. So, uh, so pilot. God. Yeah, so a couple things. Uh, at nine years old, were you excited about the flight? Were you scared? What What were those emotions like at nine years old going up, what, a few hundred feet in a balloon? Yeah, so it's crazy. I actually remember it like it was yesterday. Um, really? We were in Strasburg uh, at the Strasburg Balloon Festival, and uh, Marv, who the owner of the company at the time, our part owner, Standing, we we got the balloon all set up. It was ready to go. His son was in the basket with him, who was 16 years at the time, uh, who's a good friend of ours, Russ Miller, uh, here in Manland Township as well. His father, Marv, turned to me and said, hey, I need some more weight. Do you want to go for a ride with us? I was like, yeah. So just jumped right in, put a helmet on, because uh, at the time, those baskets uh, were cabled without any uh, solid stabilization between the basket and the burner. So you can see those stanchions there, those solid pieces. We just had cables. So when you would land, that whole burner assembly would come down and you had to duck and get out of the way of it because it was coming down towards you guys. So um, that was my first experience uh, flying across Lancaster. And it was, yeah, love at first sight ever since. That's incredible. That's I mean, that's a great story. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. then, then like then learning how to fly it, like what is that like? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a certain amount of hours and training and and all of that. Like, what what do you have to go through to to be a pilot? Yeah, it's it's actually the same process as what you do for any type of whether you're helicopter or jet or airplane. Um, mm. It's obviously much le- much less rigorous. Uh, it only requires ten hours for your private and twenty for your commercial. Uh, you do have to take a written test. And then you do have to pass a practical flight test with an FAA certified examiner. So it's like I said, same process, just there's only so much to ballooning. Uh, If you can't get it in 10 hours for your private license, then it's probably not for you. Um, (laughs) You know, it is something that requires. I can see the FAA instructor say that to me. Jeff, I I think maybe like, you know, sticking to motorcycles or. You know, hunting or don't don't get know. off the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it just requires it requires kind of like a sixth sense, a certain <clears throat> amount of feel uh, to it because a balloon doesn't have a lot of instrumentation. 
You know, you can't just make a left turn, a right turn. Um, you sort of have to feel what the balloon's doing. Is it going up? Is it going down really fast? Is it, do you need to burn it? it it's tough to explain and teach I've found over the years. Um, is it, is it akin to boating? You know, like boats don't have brakes. Right. Right. So if you don't so have, you have, you have, to have that, that kind of sixth sense to know when that boat yeah. is drifting, when it's, yeah. when you need to turn before you turn, that. you know, yeah. I mean, if you can drive a boat at slow speed, you probably, you might be, you might have the feel for a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a feel thing. So, so obviously, I mean, walk us through the core, you know, I think our, our viewership, uh, whenever they may pick this up, which by the way, in case you haven't grabbed it here, if you're listening, watching, you can watch us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, please give us a, a like, a follow, a share on that channel, wherever you're taking us in. If you're listening to us on audio, do the same thing there, whatever platform you pick us up on. We'd appreciate that helps extend the reach of the show. Um, so for anybody watching and listening, so, you know, the, the core tenet of, of hot air ballooning as I see it and understand it is hot air rises. You're creating the, the hot air within the balloon structure itself. And that's what takes off and propels you upward. Is that correct? It, it is. Yeah. Um, it actually, um, it is temperature, but the temperature is actually a variation of the air density. So okay. you keep the air up inside the balloon, you make the air less dense it then wants to rise above okay. air that is more dense outside. So while with that thought in mind, uh, hot days are hard on us and cold days are wonderful to be in a balloon as far as the balloon itself is concerned. You'll hear uh, things about uh, density altitude and things like that in aviation. And that just really means that the less dense the air is outside on a hot, humid day, the hotter I have to get the balloon to actually rise up through that. And we have temperature limits of 250 degrees for the balloon. So then that again affects the weight that we have to take. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's actually is uh, a decent amount of science going on uh, with, with what we do and an understanding of the weather and the conditions outside to be able yeah. to pull off a flight. How much do you have, how, how much attention are you needing to pay to, uh, you know, airports like, you know, we have, we'll talk about later here in our time together. We have the Lancaster Air Show coming up. Obviously, you got an airport right there. You got the airport at Smoketown. You have, you know, uh, flight patterns, I guess, as you get further east in the county. Might you run into some of the flight patterns for like Philadelphia Airport? How do you have to pay attention to the airspace? What, what goes on there? Uh, you do, absolutely. And we are kind of the sailboat of the sky, is what I tell people. We have the right of way, uh, because we have mm. so little control over what we're doing. We can obviously go up and down, uh, but left to right, we're strictly at the mercy of the wind. Uh, that being said, we do still have to respect uh, the FAA regulations for airspace. If we're coming into Lancaster, uh, which we, we take off from Lancaster, uh, every morning from the Lancaster airport. So I call the tower, get clearance, uh, to be able to launch. Uh, on occasions when I have taken off from somewhere else and I'm coming towards the airport, once I get within their five mile airspace, we do have to contact them, let them know, you know, Hey, we're here. We're coming in. They basically just tell us to continue, proceed. You know, there's not really much they can tell us to do because I can't do anything more than, than land if safely, uh, you know, if I'm able to do that safely or, or climb. So like I said, we, we really get a lot of leeway as to where and what we can do. Uh, the uh, caveat to that is, and courtesy of our current president over the last uh, 
three and a half years, uh, has created a temporary no-fly zone whenever he is in Wilmington, which is about every other weekend or at least once a month, uh, hmm. that comes all the way up to Smoketown. To where if we oh, were to wow. fly through that, we would get to see military aircraft up close. So, so you the last that. four years, well, I got, no, I they, think uh, a cool way to get up close and personal, like to a jet. It's <laughs> all part yeah. of the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, we've had to deal with that sometimes. We were involved in the Lancaster wow. Balloon Festival last September. Uh, we actually had to move flights uh, to the airport because it, the no fly zone was within three miles of Smokedown Airport. It's right there. So yeah, um, that's crazy. With, with that regard, we do have to respect that no matter what. Yeah. Sure. And so when you say we, you can go up and down, I think we, we now understand thanks to your crash course science lesson of ballooning, um, <laughs> no left and right. So what steers the balloon? Um, the, the wind, obviously now we have, I have different forecast models that I can access through the national weather service. They're called winds aloft and they will give us a forecast of what the winds are doing at different altitude intervals. Now it is a forecast. Mm -hmm. So obviously most times it's accurate. Sometimes it's not, but we will, I will actually go out in the mornings and just fly. And as I'm climbing up through the different altitudes, I will note the direction we are going. Typically, um, as, as a whole, everything being equal, when you're closer to the ground, the winds will be going more to the left as opposed to the winds when you're, say, up at a 1,000 feet. So I know generally when I come down, I'm going to bank to the left a little bit. Um, and I can use that to sort of pick a field that's off to my left or if I want to go more to the left. Now, I say left, and that's that's in reference to the direction I'm flying. Obviously, you know, when we fly, we're using east, west, north, and south. Um, but in the direction I take off and I climb up to a thousand feet, typically when I come back down, I'll go to the left of the direction I was going. So interesting. So it's, it's fair to say you never <laughs> land in the same spot twice, right? I mean, it would um, be rare, right. Yeah. I mean, it has happened where I, I have okay. landed. I mean, we, it's just, you know, you shoot for large openings. I've been to Ephrata high school. I've been to CV, you know, a bunch okay. of times. Um, twice in my flying career, I have taken off and landed back at the Lancaster airport, which was okay. a crazy experience. Um, but yeah, twice that has happened to us. Uh, it's quite a weather phenomenon when that does occur. Uh, we get that opportunity. It's, but it's all at the mercy of the wind. I have to fly what mother nature gives us and, uh, take advantage of that. So like in, in that instance, you went up, went around and then ended up back at the airport. Yeah. So when we took off that morning, um, the first time it happened, we took off and we headed due south or, um, yes, we headed, I'm sorry. When we took off, we headed due south up at about a thousand feet and we climbed mm. pretty quick. So I didn't really notice what the winds were at the very surface because I didn't give it much time. So we're headed south right towards the Manheim Township High School. And I decide we're going to come down and we're going to grab a, a spare tank. It was a summer day and we had gone through our first tank of fuel. I thought, well, we'll just come down. We're about a half hour and we'll grab a tank here at one of the fields behind the intermediate unit. And when we came down, we went straight north, right back towards the high school. I mean, right back towards the airfield. Oh, that's crazy. I, I called the tower right away. just said, uh, I think we're coming back to you guys just to give you a heads up. And they cleared me to land on a runway, which was kind of comical um, for a <laughs> balloon. So uh, we did. We, we landed on runway... Uh, one three or uh, three one, and uh, packed it up right on the runway at like six 
six o'clock in the morning, six, uh, yeah, or so. It was crazy. Funny. That just never happened. That it was just a weather phenomenon that morning, but the winds were going two completely 180 degree different directions from each other. Um, and we were able to manipulate the balloon according to that. And, and, in the basket with you, you have some instrumentation uh, and and like computers that tell you what's going on forecast wise and wind wise and all of that, or not not really. You're just no. It's very it's like basic, total, very primitive. Interesting. It, um, so we have an altimeter. Obviously, I have a gauge that shows how fast I'm going up and down, a uh, vertical speed indicator, and I have a temperature probe at the top that tells me what the temperature is at the top of the balloon, so I don't over temp. Okay the fabric. Um, I do have a, an updated piece of equipment, just s- some GPS in there that'll tell me uh, my ground speed, which will then tell me what the winds like. If I'm, a, you know, on the ground, I might've been doing four and up at uh, 1500 feet, I might be doing 20, you know, mm-hmm. so that kind of lets me know how far we're going to go, but that's really it. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest, the biggest piece of um, instrumentation I use and, I don't mean to be um, inappropriate, but I spit over the side of the basket. And I watch it go down. <laughs> and I try not to do it. I obviously do it where it's not over somebody's house or somebody outside waving right. me. But uh, we, uh, I spit and watch it go down below me. And whichever direction it goes, I know that's the way we're going to go when we're getting ready to land. So I, I purposely That's chew cool. gum. I always have water uh, in the basket. It's the way I was trained. It's the way I know. You know, a lot of a lot of balloonists do it. Like I said, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of technology in ballooning. That is wild. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, rewatching a little bit of Seinfeld <laughs> as of late in my spare time, and it th- this has the spitting thing just has a total <laughs> total <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld right? episode around, around it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. The, the magic magic spin, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As completely, well, no, the, you could see like George getting up and blown <laughs> yes. with somebody who couldn't spit, and it became a whole thing. But his mother was a spitter. No, his father was a spitter. Like, look at just the whole thing. So, anyway, um, so now that we've got all the ins and outs of it all, uh, <laughs> let's talk about how you work with people. What kind? Of, I mean, so somebody wants to do a hot air balloon ride. What's that look like? Who can they bring? How many can they bring? Who typically uses your services? What kind of people do you want to see in the balloon? Calm people, uh, for the most part. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would rather not have any alarmists up there, and I never have. Um, I've always had good experiences. I, I can't say that I've ever had anybody get sick or or be scared um, beyond control. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of passengers that were shaking so much I felt the vibe, the, the balloon actually, the basket was vibrating. I had to sort of look around and realize that the person was. I don't know if they were shaking or shivering, but um, yeah, they were they were a little nervous at the beginning. Until the end, they had calmed down fine. But uh, we get a good mixture of of local and visitors to the area uh, that want to go on rides. Obviously, people come for the tourist part of, of Lancaster County, so we'll get some passengers that will call and uh, inquire about that. Um, those are usually the people that call me. Uh, three hours before they want to go on a hot air balloon ride and it's raining outside and you know, Hey, we want to go for a ride this afternoon. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but we're not flying today. It's not appropriate conditions. Uh, so we do get some calls like that. And I just have to remember that people just don't really understand at all. Uh, mm-hmm. right. what a, what a hot air balloon ride entails. But I mean, I've had my daughters, uh, when they were the age of five, 
uh, as young as that in a balloon. My, my rule there is you need to be able to see out to fly with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had people um, in their late 80s, uh, early 90s fly with us. As long as they're in good health, obviously you have to climb into the basket. Um, it's about waist high. We have had to lift some people in just because knees and joints aren't working that well. But as long as they're in good condition and they can handle the the landing, um, which there is a, uh, there can be a bump even on the calmest of days. Uh, we always make a good concerted effort depending on the age and the condition of our passengers to kind of judge whether or not that day is a suitable day for them to fly, uh, where you're talking about winds that are almost calm to, to one to two knots. Um, and pretty much, you know, I've had I've had wedding proposals. I've had uh, mm-hmm. one gentleman dump some ashes the one flight. Um, yeah, my goodness, I mean, we've we've had I I don't want to say just about everything, but we've had a lot of I've had a lot of different experiences uh, in the balloon, and like ninety nine point nine percent all good. Um, can't couldn't think of an issue or concern or passenger that we had that was a problem really ever. How many people fit in your basket? So it uh, will depend on the size, but you could, uh, if weight and temperature um, weren't weren't a factor, uh, you could put three to four adults in there with me. Okay. Uh, obviously, size, you know, uh, and and weight. It all depends on: is it a hot summer day? Is it the middle of mm. January, and we're out, you know, having fun in the cold? Um, all so that's that where you're. Stuff. That's where you were talking about, like, as a nine-year-old boy, you had to be the extra weight in the basket to counterbalance everything else going on at that time. Yeah, yeah a little. There's, there, there's a, I think that was more of a line just to ask me that, that morning if I wanted uh, to fly. Okay, um, okay. gotcha. But, but, but that being said, um, a light balloon is not a lot of fun to fly because it wants to climb all the time, and you can do what's called oh, overburn, um, where you'll be coming into land and you just give it too much heat <clears> and you pop back up you know, which can be a nuisance. So if you got some weight, um, it's definitely, at least from my opinion, uh, more enjoyable to, to fly. Mm. So, so you've said, you've said you've landed at like some of the local high schools. So walk us, like, see, so do you pick out a landing region? Like what happens if you well, land in somebody's field? So, so people, so people always ask, so where are we going to land? And my immediate response is, I don't know. Um, because it's fair enough that it is. I know what direction we're going to go to. I can kind of take my hands and I show them kind of like a wedge, like we're going to go that way. Um, and that's that's all I know until we get to that spot. And it's usually only a few minutes prior um, to, to know that that's where we're going to land. Uh, it has to be someplace safe, uh, clear power lines. We obviously don't want to damage anything. We don't land in crops. Um, I stay away from cattle, try not to scare them at all. Because we need mm-hmm. the land landowners. Um, there's my crew right there, my daughter and her friend. Um, yeah. So, without respect of landowners' property and and real estate, uh, we have no place to land. So we treat it as such. Uh, given the opportunity, we try to um, get permission ahead of time, but it always it doesn't always work that way. So most times we're asking more for forgiveness than permission. Um, yeah. But again, everybody's almost always happy to see us. Uh, wonder what we're doing. Are we okay? Did we try to land here? Um, you know, things like that. We've landed in some wide open fields and I have landed in somebody's backyard already. Um, well, you know, uh, it, and, and ironically the, the backyard landing, the people were outside watching and I just yelled down to them, can I land here? And they were like, sure, absolutely, please. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, everybody, 
I'm sorry. Everybody loves to see a balloon like flying like right over their house, right? So to have one yeah. land in your yard, that's a story. That's like that's like cool. So of course, yeah, yeah. come yeah. on down. Yeah, yeah. And we always <laughs> carry a bottle of wine with us uh, as a thank you if it's appropriate uh, to give cool. to the, the uh, landowners. Um, this is a thank you because with, without landowners, we have nothing, um, and you have to treat it as such, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's smart. I, I prefer yeah. bourbon if you were to land in my backyard. Wow, wow. You better have that better be one nice landing spot. I mean <laughs> you would need I to mean, drink a bottle of bourbon to land in my backyard. <laughs> uh Rhett, let's talk about uh the business itself, Susquehanna Valley Balloon Company. Um maybe you can share a little bit about like how it got its start, why it got its start, what the mission is of the business, how you got involved, that sort of thing. Yeah, so like I said, took the first ride. Um, my dad was a crew member with one of the uh, owners, Marv. They both went to high school together at Mainline Township uh, back in the 50s. Um, so like I said, as a kid, I was coming out. Um, one of the highlights of growing up was when I turned 16 and I was able to drive the, the uh, chase truck. So uh, you okay. know, I knew Lancaster County better than any 16-year-old kid probably did uh, at that time in the in the early 90s just because you're just driving all over the place and you never know where you're going and you don't need to you're just looking up following the balloon wherever the balloon goes you go and you try to make sure you're a little bit ahead of them so that when they land you're there to catch them uh and those those gentlemen nick nick molman and uh marv miller like i said both were state representatives at the time each owned a balloon each had half a stake in the susquehanna valley balloon company that they started in 1986. And I have been with them. Uh, I took a little hiatus when I left after high school uh, to go in the Air Force and uh, came back from that, started crewing again. And Nick was still involved with it and said, look, you've been doing this forever. You need to get your commercial. You need to start flying passengers. You know, do you want to? I said, absolutely. And uh, it pretty much went from there until he was no longer able to continue. I bought the business. Changed cool. up a couple of things, you know, rebranded some, uh, you know, logos and things like that. And, uh, yeah, here we are still, still loving it. My, my wife enjoys coming out. We have a good group of guys that help and ladies, um, my kids, I drag them out in the mornings when I, when I need the extra crew they're they're of size and strength where they can be of assistance now, which is great. So, um, yeah, it's been good. That's cool. So if somebody wanted to book a flight, get more information, um, you know, what, what are some of the details that, uh, somebody can expect when they're, when they're booking a flight? Yeah. So, um, give us a call. Uh, we need to know, you know, age and weight. That's, that's my, that's usually my first question. How many people, um, is everybody in good health? And, uh, it's best to give us some time. Um, we, uh, a month is, is good. If you want a specific, um, slot a certain Saturday, a certain Sunday. Um, we also keep in mind that it's really weather dependent. The people that are the most flexible with their scheduling availability, uh, we get flown the fastest. Uh, starting the summer, a lot of my crew are teachers. So um, once they're out of school, uh, I start doing morning and some evening flights. We're trying to do more evening flights as long as we can get people to help crew. So the people that have the most flexibility are usually the people that get, get flown first, the fastest. Um, and it just sort of depends, you know, on on that. I've had people that have taken three years to get flown, uh, reschedule, reschedule. And I've had sure. other people that, you know, first time we we came out, we got good weather. Um, right, yeah. You know, I, I, I love to fly personally. I love to fly in the fall. Um, 
it's the best time of the year. Um, you know, so the summer's great too. It's a little hotter, a little, a little more oppressive for me. Um, in there on a regular basis with uh, 30 million BTUs uh, above your head. But um, well, it, it, it's fun too. You know, the evenings are fun. I, I enjoy the, I, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mornings are great because they're the most consistent time of the day to fly. Okay. But uh, the evenings are more fun because people are up and awake and there's just more interaction um, with the general public when we fly in the evenings. People see us more. Um, we have more of a presence in the evening. So yeah, like I said, they, they both have their, their upsides. That's cool. Um, I was going to, sorry. I, I, was no, gonna, no. I forgot where my train While you're was thinking going. of that, have, uh, have, yeah. have you done anything with schools where you might come in set up like for their field day or oh, end yeah. of year day <laughs> yeah. and you just kind of go up and come down? Like, do you do anything yeah, like so, that? Yeah, no, absolutely. My uh, my wife is a teacher at um, the Kissel Hill Elementary School. Um, and at the time, uh, she was at Bonfield Elementary School in Warwick. And we would bring the balloon up uh, for their field day, inflate it, uh, stand it up, you know, try to do as much as we can uh, with the winds and the weather on that specific day. Uh, we've done some events where we're doing tethers and things like that. Um, they're a little bit more labor intense. But yeah, I'm always up for educating uh the uh, the public or the kids about it because a lot of people just just don't know and and might have some misconceptions about it that we can uh, clear yeah. up for them. So yeah, that's that's kind of where my line of questioning was going, and I, I my brain went one way, and I wanted to say something else. It's uh, the first time, uh, yeah, right. You know. So yeah, the, right. the misconceptions. Anytime I've like I've done one hot air balloon ride, and it was a fantastic experience. It was probably fifteen years ago. It was awesome. Loved it. And I'd love to do another one, uh, with you. Um, but, um, like anybody I've ever talked to about a hot air balloon, like some people have done it before and they love it. And others are like, I would never go up in that thing. Like, like the total fear of it, but it's, it's a very, very safe thing to do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, way safer than being in your car every day in traffic. Um, okay. It, it, it really, Done, done properly by the proper pilot and the proper crew and environment with the decisions being made. Um, it is tremendously safe. Uh, you know, there are inherent risks with anything and ballooning its power lines, um, and making good decisions based on the weather forecast for that day. Uh, just like anything else, some people don't make the best decisions, but, um, we find it to be very safe and we're very fortunate that I don't do this for a living to feed my family and pay the bills. We do it um, for the enjoyment of it and mm -hmm. it pays the bills of the company so that I'm able to continue to do it. So that being said, I don't have to push it to fly. If it's questionable, right. um, we always say we don't do probably at Susquehanna Valley Balloon Company. We do definitely mm -hmm. and for sure. So um, if it's a questionable morning or there's something questionable in the forecast that we don't like, we just don't fly. We don't put anybody at risks at risk and and in the end, you know, I want to go home too, um, at the end of the day to my family. So, you know, I yeah. think sometimes people forget that the, the pilots, pilots want to go home too. So, um, yeah, we try to make the best decisions for everybody. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, you spend a, you spend a pretty penny going out to a nice dinner, you know, the chef could have had pizza that night and not their own cooking. Um, you know, that's a very good point. Uh, so I guess on that note, if people are interested in using your services and let's say it is an anniversary or a birthday, uh, gathering from you, it would probably make sense to say, like, if the 
teenage teenage daughter for her 16th birthday wants a hot air balloon ride. Probably better to try to schedule that if the birthday is May 15th, schedule it in the month of May and not for the weekend of May 15th, right? Right. I think there needs, yeah, there needs to be an expectation that that you can't just call and schedule it for May 15th and it's going to happen on May 15th. Um, right. Yep. You know, if you can give yourself, you know, it could take two weeks. Um, if you're available in the weekends, if you're available in the evenings, if you're available during the week, um, it's going to be much easier to get that, that, that ride accomplished. Um, if you're like us as, as families with active, active kids in sports and you've got one or two weekends a month, it could be tough, um, to get the weather to cooperate on that specific, uh, day that, that you yep. want to do it. So, um, I sometimes in the summer will have a list of people that I will call, uh, Hey, looks good on Thursday evening. Can you fly? Yes. Okay, great. Let's go. If, if I can look at the weather and decide when to fly and reach out to people that, that have the availability, it's so much easier. Um, to get those people flying, that's when we have the uh, most success yeah. with, um, yeah. with, 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 with getting people flown. Can, can you imagine, he, uh, Brett shared the uh, story that uh, somebody's gotten engaged in the balloon. Like, if you're that dude, and you like can't fly that day, and you're like, ah! And it's like another week and another right. week. And I, another week. That, I couldn't imagine doing that. I, I honestly <laughs> couldn't. Um, I used a balloon to, 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 to uh, propose to my wife. But it was not in the air; it was on the ground. So it was uh, okay. Um, yeah, it was much That's more cool. reliable that way. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, pre-show, you were t- <coughs> telling us about the uh, air show that's coming up—the yes. uh, community days at uh, the mm-hmm. airport and Lidditz here. Uh, can you talk more about that and and what your involvement uh, is going to be? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so that's going to be the beginning of September, I believe. You guys might have the dates there when he when he throws it up. When, September seventh uh, and eighth, I believe. Yeah, there, there you go. There it is. Yep. Perfect. Um, yeah, they're going to be um, doing some stuff Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, they haven't nailed down the times. It's usually late morning uh, through uh, late afternoon, where they're going to have a lot of performers, in-air performers. They're looking to expand. Uh, the area that they use this year in terms of if you've ever been there before, the the asphalt, the ramp space, they're actually going to go down the complete other side of the airport um, and really mm-hmm. just expand it for the people to view it and just get a better experience. Um, like, again, with more uh, things to see in the air um, and in terms of performers and displays. It, it, I'm really excited for it. I think this could be the best one that, that they've ever done. We're going to participate um, with some tethers when we can, uh, in the mornings, uh, we'll be out there on the ramp, um, in, in a static capacity, just sort of, you know, with the other aircraft that are there on display. Um, and then hopefully a launch in the evening. So it's, it's really oh, going to cool. be a, a jam packed weekend. Uh, we hope they, they get good weather, um, and good turnout. It, it should be a lot of fun. When you say a launch in the evening, who gets to do that or that? Um, uh, I'm just going to schedule passengers um, for that evening okay. and try to launch the balloon on the air side in front of everybody just so they'll okay. get the opportunity to sort of see the whole process of setting it up and, that's and cool. just the uh, departure of it. Yeah, that's cool. Something and different. do you have do you have one balloon or do you have multiple balloons or? No, just just the one balloon. Um, okay. I have a couple uh, envelopes, the, the fabric itself, um, but I have just one basket and uh, the, yep. the other... Uh, balloon itself, the fabric is the same uh, exact design. It's just older. Uh, we use it for more display and things like that, where right. we might 
be concerned about damaging it. And if it would get damaged, it's fine because we don't really fly it. It's more gotcha. for, you know, s- static displays. Yeah. Yeah, so, always good to go one, out one, with your your best balloon. It is. It is. Your most airworthy balloon. Absolutely. Remember, pilots want to come home too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, um, and you know, you guys brought up a point earlier, and, and I, I didn't quite get the opportunity to weave it in there. Um, we get some misconceptions sometimes uh, when people see us flying uh, about what's going on in the air, and uh, are we in danger? Or are we not? Um, mm. I've been met by the Manheim Township uh, Fire and Police and uh, Police Department several times. They're fabulous. Uh, we have a good relationship, um, but every once in a while, someone will see us flying very low above the trees because uh, we're looking for a, a spot to land. I always tell people I can't land if I don't get closer uh, to the ground. And uh, But people think we are crashing, we are in distress. Um, so I would just encourage yeah. people to just sort of take a look and we are not airplanes, we are not helicopters. Um, we do need to get close to the ground. If, if we are not actually hitting something, um, we are probably okay. But I appreciate the people's concern. But like I said, we have been met by uh, the fire department on more than one occasion because someone has has called in a balloon that was. Uh, they actually said I was stuck in a tree one time, um, and that they had solved and that they had seen flames, which they probably did because that's an in- integral part of what I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you'd be surprised uh, some of the. Uh, so they saw trees over here, balloon over here, flames in the middle. And exactly, the yeah, so, yeah, sort of like pushed yeah. it all together into an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the point where I'm on a first name basis with the um, the uh, chief here at the, the Nestville Fire Department. Uh, if we do evening flights sometimes, and I know I'm going towards the uh, East Petersburg area, which is where we seem to get the phone calls, um, I will actually just shoot him a text. Hey, we're going to be up the night flying. If anybody calls, feel free to reach out to me uh, yep. rather than bringing out the whole uh, fire department just for us, you know, for a meeting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's comical sometimes. So you, you, uh, East Pete watchers and viewers, just uh, just yeah. relax. The balloons are okay. okay. We're okay. That that is that Brett's does seem to be where point. we get it. I, I I'm not. I, you know, that's I live here, and that's my township as well. But um, it, it does seem to be that's when we get it. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, man, thank you for stopping by the show and and being yeah. on with all that you're doing with your. Uh, Susquehanna Valley Balloon Company there. Very cool. Um, yeah, my my biggest integration with balloons was in elementary school when we got to jump under the balloon <laughs> parachute thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was always fun. <laughs> but uh, I've never been yeah. in a hot air balloon. And so I'll have to talk with my wife and see if she's uh I don't know that she's changed her position on it yet. So maybe it's uh she has to watch this episode. Maybe it's a boys well, and dads thing um, anymore. In uh, June, we are going to be doing a, uh, it's called the Wings and Wheels event at the Lancaster Airport, uh, Saturday, June 22nd. And we're going to be trying to do a tether there in the morning, again, if the weather allows. So uh, if you're around and you've ever wanted to try a hot air balloon, that's the best way to do it. You can just sort of, we'll be all tethered uh, to the ground going up and down about you know, about 80 feet or so. Um, you can kind of just, just sort of get a good sense of it. That's a great, that's a great way to try yeah. it out. Sounds perfect for Steph. It does. Yep. We'll see. Yeah. I think eight feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, oh, so that's June 22nd. You're planning to be at the airport. Saturday, June 22nd at the Lancaster airport. It's called Wings and Wheels. Yep. We will hopefully nice. be there, like I said, again. And I'll probably post something on our website about it um, as it gets closer. And uh, yeah, hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate that morning and we'll be able to pull it off. Very good. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. All right. Well, it's that time. <laughs> Or connection cocktail time. You, Scott, you talked about bringing wine. I talked about bringing bourbon. It's connection cocktail time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, you know, they got the pilot drink. drinking yep. his vodka. Yep. Just kidding. That's water. Yeah, yeah water. <laughs> so, I'm so a bourbon guy. Anyways, I'm a bourbon guy. I'm not a vodka guy. So I'm with you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So um, we're going to go back to ballooning. Um, what is your most interesting or exciting? Um, maybe non-fire department uh, ex- uh, ballooning experience. Do you have a uh, like like a favorite flight you've ever done or most interesting flight you've ever done? I would say the most interesting flight <laughs> we ever done we ever did um, was just a normal day, a uh, normal flight. We flew towards the southwest uh, from the Lancaster Airport, uh, headed um, just uh, west of the city, and we landed in the yard uh, in the front of WGAO. Uh, it was a morning oh, cool. flight. Landed right in the grass, and um, we just sort of did our thing. I'm like, man, they're going to come out and they're going to want to, you know, shoot some video or questions or whatever. And nothing. We 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 just sort of laid it over, did our thing, packed it up. Um, actually, Terry Madonna um, was coming out of the um, studio uh, down the driveway in his car, and he just said, "You guys be careful and have a good morning." And, and he drove <laughs> by. To see here. <laughs> Right. And that was it. I mean, nobody, nobody from WGL knew we were there. Um, we were right in their front yard. And that uh, blows my mind. Cause like, like everybody, you know, you see a balloon going over your head. You're like, Oh my gosh, there's a balloon right there. Like, yeah, you would think I mean, that was probably like 15, 15 years ago for sure. Um, so maybe it was before technology and somebody would have, you know, Facebooked us or something or, or posted okay, something right. about us there. But, um, <clears throat> Yeah, landed right in front of WGAL, and nobody ever knew we were there. Well, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, didn't know. Yeah, it. yeah. paying all these people to go get news, and it's right in your front right yard. In news? I mean, it couldn't. I mean, yeah. So it was. It yep. was great. If you could do uh, anything else for a living, what would it be? Mm, good question. Well, I, anything else for a living besides being a commercial pilot? Um, yeah, no, that's that was a dream for me. Uh, I started out doing construction and uh, and and some other jobs. I've only been a full time pilot for the last five years, so that was like my dream um, mm, to be nice. able to fly for a living. So uh, I, I made it there five years ago. So I, I really couldn't. I mean, less than like you know, playing for the Philadelphia Eagles or something like that. I mean, but that's kind of <laughs> cheesy, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pre- I'm I'm pretty happy uh, being being a pilot and getting the opportunity to go places and. And do that's cool. That I do. Yeah. yeah, we're all we're all probably beyond the uh, professional sports. Yeah, yeah. speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> speak for yourself. I'm I'm working to get one in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got big dreams. Hey, yeah, dream big. Uh, so, last question. We talked about the about like the fear of maybe flying and and going mm-hmm. going up in the air that sort of thing. Um, that you know maybe a lot of people have. Do you have a fear or a phobia? Uh, you're obviously not afraid of heights, right? I'm not. I'm not afraid of heights. Um, boy, do I have a fear of phobia? There's nothing that really, you know. Yeah, I do have a fear. Um, 
Uh, and I do scuba dive, so this is kind of may, may okay. seem odd, but do not stick me in the water at night. Do not drop okay. me in the ocean um, <clears throat> at night where I cannot see what's going on. Um, I yeah, I'm not a big I, fan of the of the dark like and either. water. Um, I don't mind the dark, like being on land, but man, the hmm, no, thank you. That that would I'd be out. I'd be walking on water back to that boat. Uh, well, as fast as I could. Yeah, not yeah, a fan I feel of you. I, I wouldn't like that yeah. either. Yeah. I don't mind I don't mind that at all. What I <laughs> the thing about water in me is when it's like a lake and it's got the the silt and the dirt build up at the bottom. The murky bottom. The murky bottom, you gotta walk through it. Yeah. I don't like you that. You touch at all. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want Too anything to movies, me. right? There's yeah. th- there's nothing good that comes up from dark water. I mean, it's yeah, just, just you know. Yeah. Don't want it at all. Nope. Well, thanks for playing along. Yeah, thank you, Brett. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Appreciate everything you're doing at Susquehanna Valley Balloon Company. You can find out what Brett's up to, literally what he's up to. (laughs) Nice. As well. At svballooning.com. You check them out there. Uh, Be sure to check out what they're doing at the Lancaster Airport. You could, I'm sure, hit up Brett's site, his social media, which we've had in the show notes and on the screen, but you can also go to Lancaster Airport, see the events they're doing. I mean, I think, I think a one takeaway from this is that, you know, Susquehanna Valley Balloon has a lot to offer, but the airport offers events. You know, if we have a vibrant airport, maybe that leads to more flight and more fun opportunities in our community, and that's good. So make sure you get out there on these events. June 22nd, that was Wings and Wheels. Wheels. Yeah, there's going to be a huge car show. Uh, they'll fill the front uh, cool. field with uh, old and uh, antique cars. So we got that. And then September 7th and 8th is the air show, which looks to be a lot of fun as well. So check that out. Brett, thank you. Thank you for taking the time today. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's it's been been a blast. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Well, if you uh, have something cool that you're doing in the community and that the community would enjoy, or you're helping our community in a meaningful way, we'd love to have you on the show. You go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest. Fill out the form and that'll kick off the process and we'll see if you're a fit and look to have you on the show if so. That's cool. Uh, Are I you mean, speechless? <laughs> that's like, I feel like I'm yeah, starting the show over again. What is happening? I don't know. It's episode know. 131, not one. Yeah. You, you okay, Ruler? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, sure. Hang it in there. Okay. Man, sleep deprivation has taken over. What's been it? Maybe you didn't get to sleep till one thirty too. Yeah, no, I, I slept. I woke up early, but no, but I hit the bed. I'm like, I'm like out. All right. Well, I'm going to do my sleep better tip. I'll do it. Which means you have your testimonial coming Again. up next. Are you prepared? I am ready, Mister Episode One. Ready, okay, I'm just want to check. Go. All right, very good. So we always do a nice sleep better tip here on the show, <laughs> and um, uh, that is our goal. We wrote the book Sleep Better. It's right here behind me. We'll mail you your copy and uh, you go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. And so I don't know about you, Ben, um, if in your wife's side of the bathroom, there are creams and powders and potions for the face yeah, um, all over the place. Yeah, I, I actually cleaned the bathroom yesterday and I had to move all that stuff out and move it all back in. There's a lot of stuff hanging out over there. Yeah. Well, so, you know, those powders and potions and creams and stuff can carry a, a pretty price tag sometimes. Uh, all can be rendered useless without the right sleep, right? So sleep is actually skin's natural rejuvenator, which this ain't a filter. This is all, <laughs> this is all goodness coming at you here on the screen. 1080p. 
That's right. It's all good stuff. But uh, but no, it, it's um, good sleep re- re- releases collagen into your skin, uh, allows the skin to not wrinkle as much. So it really does enhance um, your looks. And, you know, you can be a sleeping beauty like me. You can with good sleep. Um, and so, I mean, it's that part of the makeup industry is a billion-dollar industry. Skin care, mm-hmm. skin rejuvenation, mm-hmm. getting rid of fine lines and wrinkles. Um, quality sheets can also help with that too, right? If you're on really wrinkly hard sheets on your pillowcase, um, that makes a big, big difference. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do related to sleep to help your appearance, help things look good. And uh, sleep is one of them, helps release collagen. So that's actually on page 19 and 20 of our Sleep Better book. We'll send you a copy for free. You go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. I think that's an interesting one because I don't think that really most people would think about sleep in that way. No. They think about sleep in terms of being tired, right? But not, and, and, you know, body rejuvenation, but not, not, not from a skin standpoint. That's, that's really interesting. Yep. Well, I mean, think about it. Like you go to a nice restaurant and you have a disappointing meal. You feel you've wasted a hundred miles. Those, those skin creams mm-hmm. cost as much. <laughs> it's, it's true. Now you feel it, you mm-hmm. see it going on and you might feel you're seeing results. And maybe you are, right? but you could see amplified results every month sleep. if you have better sleep and you can still spend the hundred dollars on this, mm-hmm. on the, the skin cream. That's fine. Um, but you'll get far better results with great sleep. I like it. Testimonial time. Gardener's Mattress and more. Uh, right here on Plaza Boulevard, we have some happy customers that have shared some kind words on the Google machine. Uh, we had a review come in from Hooked on Comics. I'm not sure who that was, but that was their their name on, their... on Google. Um, we couldn't have made that up. We know. No. We make up some of them. But... <laughs> yeah, right. It takes a long time to write these reviews. Yeah. Uh, Hooked on Comics came in to see the Dream Cloud mattresses that had been uh, on their Facebook ad. So if you've ever visited a mattress site, a lot of times you're traveling on social media, you'll see the ads over and over. Dream Cloud is a brand that we carry here at Gardner's Mattress and more, along with some other brands that uh, hang out online. Uh, this person was shown what they were looking for, and they they were not feeling like they had to buy a bed that they weren't looking for, meaning that they came in for Dream Cloud. That's what they wanted to see. That's what we showed them. And we likely showed other products, but we weren't forcing other products yeah. on them, which you do get the feel uh, from from some other higher pressure box retailers, right? Well, it's kind of like the $99 car lease. Yes. Try to get the person on the car lot to show you the $99 car lease out of the game. Right, right. Probably not going to happen. You got to like grab them by the arm, like twist them. <laughs> well, is, I mean, I, I went a little aggressive there. That's my bad arm. Oh, that's your bad arm. I'm all right. Sorry, we just made Ben squeal. Show's gone off the rails. But no, to the point of, you know, we're not going to do that to you. Uh, uh, but uh, but in all seriousness, it's totally lost here. <laughs> I didn't do that one. That's it, it's, I'm all right. Okay. Because. <laughs> all right there? To the, we have to call the doctor. There we are. Yep. There's the review. Thank, thank God for our producer, Chris. Yeah, he, he brings, he brings everything right back. But it, it, it's a very great comment, and we always appreciate feedback, and we always reply to 
to every one of those, um, you know, topically to what, to what people shared. And, and it really is that it is what we do here with regards to dream cloud and helix and nectar. I'm trying to think, uh, Tempur-Pedic, I guess, is a digitally mm-hmm. native brand that began online as well, or the precursor to the internet, direct yep. mail. Yep. Um, you know, if you want to see it, we'll show it to you. We'll happily show it to you. Again, we, our primary concern here is, is it a fit? And we want to help you understand if it, if it is a right fit. And uh, we won't put you in a chicken way <laughs> to what we think is the right fit. <laughs> That was a, that was an abrupt moment here on the show. My arm is dead now; it's gone limp. But we're never going to do that to you. If you want to see it, we're going to show it to you. You get to try it out, and that's the nice thing with those brands. Uh, they create do create a lot of intrigue and, and interest, and you get to experience it here. And it's why we do what we do. It's why we curate the brands that we do. And uh, I feel what is part of our our secret sauce, our special special experience that you have here at the store. So, plus, you know, maybe you'll you'll see Jeff put Ben in a chicken wing someday. We we have to do that to customers to get the the wallet out, right? <laughs> and just arm bar. We have never chicken wing to customers. <laughs> we have not. Nope. So, on that note, I think we covered it. All. Yeah, I think that's here. Yeah. Make sure you come back next week to see what Ben does to Jeff for payback <laughs> of, of the chicken wing. It's tough to see. I'm a little worried. Flying, flying elbow. Right. Hey, remember when I was in... <laughs> they give you the people's elbow. Remember when I really trained j- Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. You, bring it on. I might have some moves left in the pack. I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a great show. We had Brett from Susquehanna Valley Balloon on. Learned all about what it is to be a balloonist, and that was cool. So check them out, svballooning.com. And um, that's it for this show on the chicken one note. That was good. <laughs> We'll see you next week on Lancaster Connects. <laughs>